like we talked about earlier, uh, edge number 44 and had a nice rating to it. But Jackson Jeffcoat, 94. Mason Walters, 94. How about Justin Tucker at 92? Probably the highest rated overall kicker. And the list went on and on. But I wanted to pass it off to you because I think it's interesting uh, going into this year, there's always some very talented players on the Texas roster. We know Quinn is going to be amongst the highest rated overall players in this game, I would assume. But who would you kind of put up in that kind of conversation for, you know, I, we'll go three and three. So the three highest players on the defensive side of the ball for Texas in this upcoming game, who who would you say would be, you know, some of those guys that you're keeping a very close eye on at this moment? Well, you know, it's interesting that you mentioned Justin Tucker briefly, because I think Burt Auburn's probably going to be pretty highly rated in this upcoming game. Yeah, but that's a good point. Defensively, I think you look at Jade Barron as probably one of the highest rated players on the Texas roster in 2024. And how could you debate it? I think he was, and he had some some struggles covering downfield down the stretch, but right. overall he's just rock solid as they come, especially uh, defending the run. I would say, yeah, I'm looking at the, uh, the roster. A lot of youth, a lot of young players on this team. Maybe Anthony Hill could actually be in that conversation. Texas is losing so many players and, and top end players yeah. defensively. You can see Terrence Brooks in that conversation as well. And uh, I think you look at some of the younger guys, freshman last year, Malik Mahab, and maybe even Derek Williams in that conversation. I don't know. It, it, it's tough to pinpoint exactly who the top three would be defensively. It is. It is. And I, I think a lot of that is the coming and going of guys from the portal, obviously, to the NFL draft. The guy that I had circled as probably who I would expect having the top overall rating would be Anthony Hill. I think coming in, you see the physical tools. It felt like every tackle he made last year was him trying to send the kid through the crust of the earth. It felt like he just had that kind of it to him. Who joins him? I like Jade, like you mentioned. I also went Derek Williams. I think that he's primed for a big jump. Uh, but it's going to be interesting because this spring they're going to be tested and tested a lot with this new Texas offense. Obviously, Quinn comes back four to five starting offensive linemen. And then some new receivers, some new toys for Quinn. Uh, Amari Nyblack joins a tight end room. Are you looking at this wide receiving group and kind of the toys around Quinn as, you know, there's going to be a lot of fun to play with uh, in this game. Obviously, a lot of speed that we expect joining the room. Who are you looking at on offense now to kind of say, all right, yeah, that's going to be my go-to. I'm going to hot route him all the time, send him deep, beat the corner, and we're going to play the fight song all night. Who, who are some of those guys that you're, you're eyeing right now? You know, I think we probably do agree that Quinn is going to be the highest rated player on text. It's just he's a quarterback and he might be the best returning quarterback in college football uh, from 2023. I think Kelvin Banks, though, I think is he I think he's going to be probably yeah. the highest rated player on that Texas offense. But of the receiving group, I mean, it's got to be 007. It's got to be Isaiah Has Bond, be. right? Has to be. Has he's be. a potential top, you know, 50 pick first round pick, maybe in 2024 that's why he came to texas to raise that draft stock get into the first round and as what probably will end up being a true wide receiver one in the texas offense he's had every opportunity to do that and if you're talking about in a video game he's as fast as they as they come so send him deep let him work down the field and hopefully quinn can hit him yeah i guess that's going to be the biggest part of the game you know kind of we'll get in kind of some of those predictions of what we think Quinn might be in this game. But I was looking back. I mean, Texas on in the 2014 game, three offensive linemen over a 90 overall rating with four out of five returning. I'm not sure that they'll quite eclipse that mark, but they do have a lot of continuity there, and that should help Quinn, obviously, uh, which leads me to Quinn because I think this is an, 
a polarizing topic, depending on who you ask. I know that you and I both follow Texas and Quinn very closely, but there's been, you know, a bit of a debate on how talented Quinn is. I think we can all agree very high, but the production on the field at times might leave a little bit to be desired more of. In this game where the highest overall quarterback that we saw in 2014 was Johnny Manziel at 97, there were guys like AJ McCarron. So you obviously mentioned Isaiah Bond. He's Probably the the biggest ceiling, I would say, highest ceiling of the transfer portals coming in. Talked about his speed, how fun it might be to use him in this game. But there's a number of guys on the defensive side of the ball as well. You know, you talk about Andrew Makuba, started at Clemson for a couple of years, 22 sacks out of Trey Moore as well. And then Texas added some depth pieces around that you might expect to see in this game as well. I mean, are those pieces that you're expecting to see kind of boost this overall defensive rating? Who, I mean, who might you be excited to use, or I guess use her a little bit on the defensive side of the ball if you're, you know, man in a, a linebacker safeties? You know, I know. Yeah, I mean, there. absolutely. I, I think in, in terms of the user, it is going to be Anthony Hill, right? It has to be. Has but to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of glossed over some of those transfer guys at first. And it's going to be interesting because, yes, we expect them to be very good, and especially Andrew Makuba, right? But Trey Moore right. making that jump up from UTSA to now you're an SEC rush linebacker, it's a different ball game against a different level of competition and different sides. And how is Trey Moore, who isn't the biggest guy, how is he going to fare against some of those tackles that are, are you know pushing 6'5", 325 pounds? So it'll be interesting to see what they end up doing because they could end up being more conservative. And then maybe we end up seeing Trey Moore like an 86 overall as opposed right. to a 91 or something in that upper echelon or pushing it, right? So it, it's going to be really interesting. But, yeah, I mean, Texas is moving in the right direction. We all know that. And because they're getting bigger and better, better athletes, speed can really win. Speed and power wins at the college level. So Texas is, is definitely getting a lot of that. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. I also wanted to touch on the end spot because we're adding Colin Simmons as well. You know, this will be a guy coming out of high school, already put on 20 pounds, as we've talked about throughout the week on, on Texas football. He looks the part of an SEC edge rusher, even at about 6'2 and a quarter, 6'2 and a half, uh, maybe not having that superb length and, and size on the edge, but he's added 20 pounds already. We know the speed and explosiveness will be there. And you know, going back to 2014, how impressive and impactful a, a star edge can be in this game. Colin Simmons might be a guy who, as the game continues to go, we'll just continue seeing that rating get higher and higher. How excited are you to not only follow him in this game, but as a Longhorn and, and seeing him progress and develop on the 40 acres? I mean, answer this. When is the last time Texas had a truly dominant edge rusher? You, you, Joseph Osai may be in that conversation for me. He yep. was so fun to watch. But when is the last time they truly had a guy that even went in the top couple of rounds? I mean, I think Osai was a third-round pick. They haven't really had been a minute. the guy, right? Yep. And, and even Jackson Jeffcoat was a heck of a player, but he wasn't a top pick either. He, he, was, no. he was good at Texas, but in terms of being the guy – you have to go back a while. Maybe Brian Arakpo. I could be missing yeah. somebody in the 2010s, but uh, probably Brian Arakpo, right? So it's been a while. That was maybe 2009 for the Brian Arakpo draft. But uh, Colin Simmons, you get a top 10 recruit in the class. I know the ratings have fluctuated over the year or whatever, but that's a guy you expect to develop into an upper echelon type player. The athleticism's off the charts. His development should be really fun. If you're going to start a dynasty with Texas, the NCAA franchise mode. I mean, that's a player you expect maybe to start maybe around an 80. You want to work yeah. him up to that 99. And I think the ceiling he, is absolutely there. there. 
Absolutely. I, I did want to mention Charles Amini, who had a great run at Texas as well. He was him and Osai kind of go pair and pair for me as well. For sure, but a fifth uh, round pick. Sure, sure. It uh, absolutely. I did want to hit you with a little, you know, a little prediction game here. And so it'll it'll just be quick. What do you think in your eyes the ratings will be for each individual characteristic of these guys? I'll I'll I'll, I'll lobby you a softball here. So Kelvin Banks and pass protection, you know, a guy. 99 is all world. We've talked about it. 95, we've loosely considered to be an all-American kind of level. Are you looking at a a passing rating that would consider Kelvin Banks to be a, an all-American there? Absolutely. I mean, and a lot of what I, I do is NFL draft related. So I try to picture what does a prospect like Kelvin Banks look like? I think he's a top 10 or 15 pick in the 2025 draft next year. And that is surely All-American level. We know he was dominant as a freshman and didn't really lose his step as a sophomore. Yeah. Draft eligible, that's that contract year for college football nowadays. So you got to expect 95-plus in pass blocking. I mean, he's, he's as good as they get. He is maybe the best tackle in the draft next season. I think he's going to be rated as such. Yeah, put, that on a, put that on a quote card and get it out to Twitter. I like it because I agree go. with you. I agree with you 100%. Uh, Isaiah Bond, speed. We've talked about it. Came in 10-5 speed, lit it up at Alabama, number one receiver there. We know his speed is going to be a conversation. Is he clearing 95? I, th- I think I'd be surprised to see it below 95. Okay. You know, he's got another gear. And not everyone can have 99. Most players can't. Maybe you get one guy in college yep. football at 99 speed. Not sure who it is. I don't think it's Isaiah Bond. But I put him 96, 97 pretty comfortably. And, and that, I mean, you can fly. That's like Xavier Worthy territory of speed. Absolutely. And uh, sticking on the offensive side of the ball, and this is a fun one we kind of juggled with a little bit beforehand, but Quinn yours, what's that accuracy looking like? And does it change further you go down the field for you? So, you know, th- this is a big difference from NCAA 14 time back in 2013 versus now. Right. At least Madden has expanded throw accuracy. So it's no longer just throw power and then accuracy because we know, you know, there's a lot of different types of quarterbacks and you got to be able to make three level throws to be a truly elite player. And not everyone that can hit the check down can push the ball down the field. It's, it's a difficult evaluation with Quinn, because as we know, Texas is such a heavy RPO offense. There are so many swing screens and hitting quick slants off RPOs. As I mentioned that, how often do we really see Quinn push the ball down the field maybe a couple times a game, and he's been a little bit inconsistent in doing that, unfortunately. And, and I know the receivers haven't always been on the same page. Worthy's deep ball tracking a couple of years ago was less than ideal. Not but great. I think Quinn's short accuracy is going to be in that elite territory, which you probably couldn't say early on, but he's really developed in that range. And his ability to hit intermediate throws as well over the middle of the field uh, in that kind of like, I'd say, eight to 15, 17-yard range, that's pretty elite as well. But deep throw accuracy, I think, for right now, heading into the season, leaves a little bit to be desired. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. It's completely fair, and I think most Texas fans would agree with you. Uh, Quinn, we've talked about it a little bit. The best quarterbacks 
from that group uh, of this NCAA 14 era. I mean, it was Johnny Manziel as a 97. You had Andy Murray, uh, AJ uh, yeah, McCarron as well. Yeah, was, Aaron Murray as well. SEC leader in passing yards all time. It was such a great era of SEC football. Zach Mettenberger, if we had it remembers him, of course. It was a fun bunch. But all of those guys kind of warranted those 95 overall grades right now. As we go into this upcoming season, you know, you can talk about whether it be Shador Sanders, Carson Beck at Georgia. Quinn uh, certainly figures into that conversation. Are we looking at the three of them kind of being in that same 95 to 97 rating? Is there anybody on the outside that you could see kind of making that leap like a Riley Leonard uh, now at Notre Dame? Yeah, that's an interesting point. I think you did nail it with the top three. I think those are definitely the, the at least as I see it, the top three quarterbacks heading into the season. But are any of those guys, and unfortunately this includes Quinn, are any of these guys just lock first rounders? Because we right. kind of thought Quinn would be heading into the season. And obviously he played pretty well in the offense, but you know his draft stock was not what he wanted. He ends up coming back to school in, in somewhat surprising fashion. Although of course on Texas football, I had that way in advance, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know that any of these guys, there's no, in terms of draft stock heading into the year, there's no Caleb Williams, so to right. speak. You know, we, we expect a guy like Quinn Ewers or Shadur Sanders uh, or maybe even Carson Beck to get in the first round. Right. But we got to see it. And those are definitely the top three, but as for their ratings, I think it might be like the 2024 draft where, uh, you know, outside of the top couple of quarterbacks, I don't know that these guys are going to be rated especially highly. So good point. maybe in that 93 range, which is still really good, but those are the best quarterbacks in college football. But are they otherworldly in terms of the general scope? It's tough to say. Yeah. I mean, who would have seen what Jaden Daniels did? Uh, at LSU this year and maybe the year before he showed glimpses of it but not to the point at which I probably would have expected him to be a 97 or 98 in this game simply because of what he was able to do statistically at LSU this year uh, but I wanted to start, continue the conversation in the offensive backfield because I think it's interesting you go back to 2014 it's Malcolm Brown it's Jonathan Gray both of them received 88 overall ratings Eh, interesting, right? You know, Jonathan Gray, the Gatorade player of the year coming out of Alito. Malcolm Brown spent a number of years with the Rams in the NFL. We're now looking at Jaden Blue, C.J. Baxter, and a full, you know, kind of a stable of running backs for Deshard Choice to kind of work with. Knowing what you know about how these ratings work and obviously how exciting this running back room could be for Texas coming up, what's kind of that area of rating or – really that strength for their game that you see coming in uh, for this upcoming game? Well, I think the strength is the depth. I mean, I think we expect C.J. Baxter to be the bell cow. He's got the size, and he was only a freshman last year, right? So you get more reps, you know, running in that in that zone offense. You're going to be able to be more effective as a runner and hitting your uh, your gaps, right? But it's a, it is kind of a running back by committee type backfield. And a guy like Jaden Blue is going to be a great change of pace because of his electric speed. But in terms of what rating these guys are going to get, it's tough to say because right now, based off of 2023, they don't have one elite guy. Obviously, Jonathan Brooks is leaving. CJ Baxter didn't show to be elite in 2023. Had flashes, had some really great games, and you're hoping he takes that jump up in 2024. But how many true freshman running backs, or any position for that matter, are elite? It's very, very few. He's going to take a big step up in 2024, I'm sure. But as yeah. for a rating, I'm not sure that these guys are going to be rated especially high. I think it's a strength on the actual field. 
in the video game, maybe not so much. Yeah, I'm with you. I think holistically as a room on the field, especially uh, this up upcoming fall, we'll see this Texas running back room put up some pretty uh, impressive numbers, especially behind this offensive line that returns four or five. But to your point, maybe not what we'll see from a Jonathan Gray or Malcolm Brown uh, with an 88 overall. But I wanted to go more nationally here because it was interesting to the point where, you know, there's only 199 overall in NCAA 14. And in Madden, obviously, they make that a big deal. When you join the 99 overall club, you know, they basically roll out the red carpet. They, they bring the confetti. You get a trophy. You know, there's a whole celebration that goes into this. That 199 in NCAA 14 was Jadavion Clowney. All-world gap. Is there a single guy right now that you could see earning a 99 right now? Maybe a Travis Hunter? Will Johnson was a name that I tossed out on Twitter earlier in the week, the cornerback from Michigan. Maybe those are the only two in the conversation, at least in my eyes. I don't I don't know. Like you said, like the, the, the quarterback spot, it just doesn't have that eliteness. And I think that's where you would see a lot of that high-ranking kind of, you know, matting cover kind of caliber guys come from. But at the moment, in the 99 group, I think uh, we might enter this game with, with none. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, you do make a great point. Will Johnson is probably the best corner in college football. Uh, CB1 for next year's draft, certainly. certainly. Travis Hunter has the hype. And he's a great corner, probably a better corner than a receiver. But I I don't know. It, it depends on how they scale the ratings. Obviously, they can do whatever they want. And it would probably be in their best interest to boost up these Colorado guys who are getting a ton of hype with Coach Prime in there. You know, for better or worse, they're getting a ton of publicity. Right. Um, it's an interesting question. Travis Hunter is a tremendous football player. Is he a 99, though? Yeah, to your point, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure that he is. Uh, it's it's tough. I mean, the 2024 class is so loaded with talent. It really feels like there's going to be a ton of regression heading into 2024. But as we see every year, guys are going to take steps up. Guys are going to flash. I mean, I look at a Harold Perkins. He was such a dominant freshman. Sophomore yeah, season left a definitely. little bit to be desired. But he's a tremendous player. Um, there are a couple of running backs. Travion Henderson from Ohio State returns. But he's he's really good. But is he a 99? I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah. It's, a, it's tough. Hey, being a 99 is hard. As we said, you don't get the celebration, the parade, and all the confetti that come with it just by being average, right? So Luther Burden, maybe in that conversation as well from one. Missouri. That's a great one. Uh, I'll be interested to see, you know, obviously how these team ratings start ending up. I just wanted to go back real quick. In 2014, Texas was a 93 overall. They had a 95 offense and a 93 defense. A very fun team to play with, despite the on-field results not lining up with what the game had to say for them. Uh, I know back in the day I had a go-to team, but I wanted to get yours first. Were you always a Texas-only guy, or did you kind of dabble around with the Anthony Thomas from Oregon? Obviously, AM had Manziel. I would never touch him for that reason, but uh, there were a number of fun guys to play with. Did you have a go-to right away? Were you changing playbooks, getting after it? I'll tell you, Michael James Oregon was a fun time, uh, and they had so many different backs to choose from. Of course, you took one. We could name Oregon running backs for an hour, Kenyon Barner and you know uh, Royce Freeman. But Michael James was always my guy at Oregon. I did like the crazy jerseys. I think I gravitated to them for that reason. And how could you not with Michael James, too? He was such a beast uh, early on in the, in the NCAA games. 14-time, you know, Texas, if I wanted to win, but if you're building that dynasty, you don't want to start with the five or even 
I think they had six star schools of the true blue blood. So you don't start with the Texas really because there's no there's no grind to the top. It's not very fun. I think the worst rated team actually might have been Idaho, but I don't think I used Idaho very often. It, it, somebody bad. Colorado, I think, was pretty bad at that time as well. Yeah. Um, but it's just you, you try to find the combination of the lowest rated school with the best jerseys. Tulane could have been in that conversation. I think I even I definitely did Louisiana State, yep. which uh, you know no rival at Texas there. No, not at all. My favorite team to go with all the time. And for no reason other than they were a great unranked team with an incredible rating was Virginia Tech. Go get me a little Logan Thomas at quarterback. Uh, I mean, I, I loved playing there. Switched it over to the Clemson playbook so you could hot route, know everything in and out. But, but man, this game's coming back. I'm excited for it. I think uh, most everybody that watches this game, with the exception of maybe Bobby, uh, is going to be very excited for this game. And I know that you're going to be bringing great content uh, when this game releases, of course, now in NFL draft mode with the season concluding. Uh, but Bengal, thank you very much for joining me today on On Texas Football. This has been a great Saturday edition. And of alas, you know, we're back. NCAA, or I guess college football 25 is back. We get to bring back all the fun memories, all the rivalries, dynasties, everything that comes with it. And I could not be happier. I couldn't have said it better. Thanks for having me. Pleasure uh, as always. And I hope to do it again. Absolutely. Looking forward to it. And again, make sure to hit up Bangle on Instagram or what is it? YouTube, Twitter, Twitch uh, at Bangle. I think you're at Bangle uh, YouTube on Twitter as well. Uh, should be a great upcoming weeks, upcoming months going into the NFL draft. A lot of content from you as well. Looking forward to it as well as the Madden franchises and rebuilds. Cannot wait. Thank you very much. And again, hook them. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.